0: Hello everyone and welcome back guys to episode 57? Is it 56 or is it 57 Jamie? I think think it's at least
1: 57.
0: I think it is 57, it might even be 58. We don't quite know what episode of Knowing Wheel we're up to. But yes, we're back once more. As always, I'm joined by Jamie183. How we doing mate?
1: I'm good, yeah. A uh, little break week this week, obviously, from the races, but we've got a lot to talk about anyway.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, and I mean, obviously, if you missed out on last week's show, we definitely recommend going back and checking it out. We kind of had a bit of a rushed episode of the Monaco Grand Prix, so, you know, we've kind of got a few little bits and pieces we want to discuss from the weekend still here today. But, of course, as always, there will be timestamps linked down below, so, you know, if you're only after one specific thing then obviously you can just fast forward ahead to that. As of course, as always as well, check the other links down in the description below. You know, if you're interested in checking out Bybit, that would be massively, massively appreciated. Uh, F1 Store, Fanatech as well. Now we've got an affiliate link with them. So, you know, if you want to try and buy some gear like I've got, I don't think it's actually in the corner of my shot on the show, then definitely check out that one. Uh, Clips Channel, uh, the podcast on Spotify as well. Obviously, that's the big one as well. And yeah, we cannot thank you guys enough. I think now we've crossed over 3,000 streams on this plucky little podcast as well, there. So a massive thank you uh, to everyone that is continuing the sport. Have I forgotten anything, Jamie? Manscaped as well. There's uh, plenty well, of things to check out. You got you got 50k subs. So I did get 50k subs. Yeah, thank you very much for reminding me. Thank you as well <laughs> to everyone uh, that has helped us cross over 50k subs. I think this is the first proper video I'm doing uh, because obviously I record videos ahead. And then I was saying, hopefully we'll hit 50k subs. But I didn't want to say thank you for 50k subs if I hadn't hit it yet. Uh, So yeah, this is the first video I can properly say thank you all uh, so much for the insane support. To be honest, uh, we're getting pretty close to 51k already. I I don't know what's going on anymore. But thank you all uh, for the continued support on all of the work. But yeah, let's get into it then, Jamie. Let's first of all discuss, back from Monaco. Jos Verstappen apparently has said that he doesn't believe Red Bull should have let uh, Perez win that race. He thinks they cost max 10 points. Jos Jos
1: is just about absolute clown, to be honest, isn't he?
0: He is just a clown show.
1: (laughs) Any like, when drivers and, well, former drivers leave the sport, they either go one way or another. They either become a quite respectable pundit. Well, it's one of three. One of three, yeah. They either just just peace out and leave like Raikkonen has. Become a, a respectable pundit, you know, the likes of Karen Chandok, Jensen Button, Nico Karen Ressberg. Chandok? He's a good pundit. I,
0: like I mean, Karun Chandock is, Karoon, not Karen Chandock. Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, or they just chat absolute rubbish and just try and get clicks like Ralph Schumacher or Jacques Villeneuve yeah. or uh, Josper Stafford in this case. So yes, yeah. it's completely a terrible opinion. Um, obviously, Red Bull did the best they could for both drivers, both of them picked off the Ferrari well one Ferrari each uh has got two obviously and they came home with a one three after qualifying three and four so I don't see why he's complaining
0: yeah and I mean let's not forget Perez spent pretty much the entirety of the Monaco Grand Prix weekend quicker than Max anyway that's why was the likely reason he did end up winning that race Uh, I mean just Jos Verstappen Surely, there's got to be a ban placed on him at some point from entering Formula One paddocks. <laughs> you know, I think I don't know if you saw Sky Sports had a bit of a whoopsie uh, before the Monaco Grand Prix uh, because they I were doing. Did you not see this on Twitter? They were going to be doing a Q and A uh, with Jos Verstappen, and and of course, most of the questions were, were not ones I think you'd want to ask oh, Jos, to yeah. be honest. Not, um, not the best for this no, history. <laughs> I think they did manage to get about three decent questions out of it, out of about the hundred that were asked. <laughs> nice. Because, I mean, a lot of people are a fan of Max Verstappen. You know, Jamie is, is one of those people. Yep. There's very few now that still, I mean, when you see the occasional person trying to argue Joss Verstappen's case anymore on Twitter, he's just a complete and colossal penis, isn't
1: he? <laughs> it's just, he's an absolute tool. I don't see how anyone can have the time of day for him at all. But there we go.
0: I think he definitely <laughs> deserves a nickname similar to you remember Ricardo Rossett Tossit?
1: but no. <laughs>
0: Do you not remember Ricardo Rossett Tossit? No. Do you I remember, remember Ricardo Tosset to- Rossett, yeah? Yeah. yeah? His nickname was yeah, Rossett Tossett. I, I reckon we that. have Toss Verstappen.
1: Right. The viewer discretion is advised. for This podcast, by the way. Yep, exactly. We're, we go. we're going
0: in. We're going in hard this week <laughs> on on Yosvster because he is just a apocalyptic Dingleberry. Yes, um, and and we don't like him, and neither should you. At the end of the day, who who leaves their child at a petrol station?
1: <laughs> That's an absolute pluck out of the dark. Doing that one up.
0: well, yeah. yeah. He just he just frustrates me. It's better than you saying Sebastian Vettel was going to get arrested a couple of weeks ago. I don't
1: remember saying that. That was
0: at Spain for coffee and the Red Bull.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you never know. But yeah, Yost happen. ignore anything he says.
0: Yes, and let's move pretty on. much. Yeah, <laughs> avoid him, avoid him like the plague. I think is just the yes. best piece of advice we can give. Let's let's just rewind back though to Monaco, Jamie. I've been trying to come up with some ideas this week, how we can fix the Monaco Grand Prix. Now, normally, I, I kind of think of these ideas up on the spot when we get to a podcast, and often you pluck holes into them. Right. This time round, I've thought of a couple of ideas, and I've actually trialled them out on a couple of other people. Now, I'll be honest, the, the market of people I've used so far was my mother and my grandmother. Right. So maybe there's still a little bit of bias. So the criticism involved.
1: won't be there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. The criticism might not be fully intact. But I've come up with an idea to fix the Monaco Grand Prix this week, and I want you to hear me out. Okay. Now, first of all, then Monaco. Objection. What? Objection. You don't want it to be at Monaco anymore. The Monaco <laughs> yeah. Grand Prix is going to be held elsewhere. Yeah. What do we remember from the 2020 Monaco Grand Prix, Jamie? Sorry, 2021 Monaco Grand Prix. Do, even do I should say.
1: Yeah, Are you sure? Twenty twenty one. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, Hamilton was qualified seventh, stuck behind Gasly. Right. Okay. Race.
0: Not. Not. What do you remember, you nerd? Um, <laughs> what do What, I what do most F one fans remember from last year's Monaco Grand Prix? Two things. Leclerc not starting. No. That's
1: uh, okay. Three I don't things. know what you're picking up on. <laughs> Bottas's wheel getting jammed no. on. <laughs> okay. <fair>. Four things.
0: <laughs> Right, my point is not being proven the way I'd hoped. We remember last year's Monaco Grand Prix for two things, Jamie. Okay. Lance Stroll's camera. Oh, yeah. And the Golf McLaren livery.
1: Okay, that's not what I would have picked
0: out. No, but, but you don't is. remember Formula One like the standard viewer does, do you? And to be fair, neither do I. Um, but yeah, that, that has ruined my point immediately. I say, from now on, Monaco Grand Prix, Jamie. Every team has to rock up with a classic livery.
1: Why would teams agree to that? That's just extra cost.
0: Because it generated so much interest for McLaren last year. Why would it create extra cost as well? Because you've got to design a new livery. You're paying people. That don't cost much. I could do that. And You're not even having to design a new livery because you're just using a retro one. Yeah. Like, you just imagine. You get to Monaco. McLaren. Rock up with a white car. Like Senna's McLaren from the 80s.
1: What that you're not allowed tobacco sponsorships anymore, so that would be funny.
0: Well, you fake fake tobacco <laughs> sponsorships, or you know you sort of just allow them that one week. Uh, that that would Brilliant. never go through. But yeah, you no. make you make as close to historic liveries as you can. So McLaren rock up with a classic livery. You know you've got uh, Lando Norris. I uh, really badly then I forgot their lineup. Um, Lando Norris has to go around with like a glow helmet or something like that. Like Senna <laughs> used to williams rock up with a rothman's livery or something like that with no tobacco sponsorship with no tobacco sponsor <laughs> rothman's is a drink oh no, no it is cigarettes isn't it yeah, it is cigarettes. <laughs> that's really bad i'm thinking a martini
1: well alpine turn up with a jps lotus which is a tobacco sponsorship
0: <laughs> yes exactly exactly they all show up with classic liveries or made to look like classic liveries immediately you're you're pl- plucking holes into my plan but i am i'm that's, sorry that's the gist of the idea you know, you come with retro style, retro themed okay. F1 liveries. Then, Friday, fairly normal running. We get to Saturday, Jamie. Now, because, of course, Monaco is completely normally defined by Saturday, there's more at stake. It's 10 points for pole position <laughs> at Monaco. Okay. And it goes 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So everyone inside the top 10 is going to score points. However, because, as we saw thanks to Yuki Tsunoda last weekend, if ever there's a red flag at Monaco, not only does it screw you, it screws all the cars behind you in a session. Yes. We're sending the cars out one by one in reverse championship order for one reason and one reason only. What's the reason? As the track grips up, of course, it won't be at the same pace as it does normally now, obviously, because in Q1, you've got 20 cars going around. But it will give the cars... lower down the order a slight advantage it won't make enough difference that it's hugely influential but it will make things a little bit more interesting and one thing you haven't
1: thought about or you maybe have weather what if it rains (laughs) you
0: you delay qualifying
1: right okay
0: (laughs) you have rain delays like nascar
1: just build a whole glass roof over the whole i mean
0: monaco surely should just become yeah basically a greenhouse at this point yeah. But yeah, you, you. I mean, weather doesn't often affect the Monaco Grand Prix, so I think most years we can reliably. Apart from,
1: apart from last week, correct? Apart
0: from last week, yeah. <laughs> and even that was only Sunday. Saturday was fine. Yeah, I suppose. And even, even then, if it's looking like Saturday might be a bit touch and go, you run qualifying on Friday instead. <laughs> so 10 points for pole, and then 987654321. Yeah. And then you run, because obviously qualifying's taken a bit longer. You then run, say, 75% race distance, I think, because let's be fair, no one wants to sit around for two hours and watch the cars go around. Okay. What do we think? Have I made the Monaco Grand Prix a lot more exciting? No.
1: I don't like it. Why? It's so gimmicky. The teams would never agree to it. But
0: Monaco is a gimmick. This is the problem I have when people go, it's too gimmicky.
1: At least it's a gimmick track that that conforms to the rest of the Formula 1 calendar in terms of rules. It you don't doesn't just start making stuff it doesn't. up.
0: It doesn't. Monaco doesn't conform to the How rules. How doesn't it? It's not long enough and the race distance isn't far enough. It's literally a gimmick already.
1: Well, Why not steer into that skin yeah, and at enough, least it?
0: make it more exciting?
1: <laughs> and the classic livery thing, I think that would just be so confusing for any new fans. Um. Like, because... They would be I... nothing alike to the, what their actual But the thing
0: are. is, classic fans aren't wa- Sorry, new fans aren't watching Monaco anyway because it's a snooze fest this but they don't is know that if it's
1: you... their first Year watching. Yeah, but
0: if it's their first year watching They go on Formula 1 and they go, Monaco, completely Defined by Saturday, nothing happens on Sunday And they go, okay, I won't watch this one <laughs> You've just, I think the point I'm Trying to make is you've just got to make Monaco different At the yeah. end of the day, steer but, into That yeah. skid of it's going to be a weird Weekend Rather than just trying to run a normal weekend around a track that can't allow a normal weekend to happen.
1: Yeah, I think what you do is you make the track better and you make the car smaller. How
0: do you make the track better? There's a little. I saw Will Buxton, a friend of the yeah, show. Yeah, he did obviously. put a couple of tweets out, but that wouldn't yeah. work. They would never sign off on that. The well, whole reason not? the Monaco Grand Prix is around the part of Monaco it is is just because they're used to closing those roads. People can no, then still the thing, live their lives the outside he of had. those roads.
1: Was like, just before Portier, you just turn left. Yeah, I know, I saw hairpin. that. And that makes the whole straight longer through the tunnel, which gives people more of a chance into the chicane. Yeah,
0: but you and, can. They won't, yeah. There's not enough runoff. That's why the chicane's where it is.
1: I feel like that's a lot more likely than changing the entire rules and race weekend for one week.
0: But then you've got the swimming go. pool in the way. For what? Wait, where, where, so you go down through the tunnel and just straight line the chicane. No, no,
1: no. You just do the chicane like normal. Eh? So you turn left at Portier and then do a hairpin and come back.
0: What? So you go round that little roundabout? Yeah. Well, it's not going to make much difference.
1: It would make it it a traction zone rather than just a slow corner into the tunnel. It's already
0: a traction zone. Not really. I mean, it doesn't sound as fun as my idea.
1: It sounds a lot more reasonable and something that might actually happen, rather than.
0: I know. The out thing, the thing uh, is, though, I genuinely want to believe mode. it's not a scripted career mode. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm sort of there, like you know, they've got to try and make it different if they want to keep it on the calendar. And I think yeah, something like that, you know, imagine Saturday with that, is watching each car go around by themselves with classic liveries. Well, it, that well, it would has be been incredible. done before, hasn't it? What one shot qualifying exactly? And it was always yeah, it made things interesting.
1: It was absolute, like, not fair at all. But
0: <laughs> No, but that's because they had to do two laps over two different days and all this, that, and the other, yeah. wasn't it? And, and like, it was one lap had to be on stupid. race fuel. But then you wouldn't yeah. have all these things. you just have low fuel run, one shot, out lap, push lap, in lap. Simple as that. And, I mean, we both look back. You know, Mon- uh, Kimi Raikkonen's iconic 2005 lap from Monaco. You know, the jewel in the crown takes another twist. Kimmy Räikkönen, will he be on pole? Almost half a second. That's iconic, because he was the only car out on a lap.
1: Yeah, it would mean you don't miss stuff as well. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And a red but flag means you're starting last, and no one else is no screwed. And no one
1: else gets screwed. That's true, actually.
0: I'm I'm slowly bringing it around here, I feel.
1: I don't... I still don't think it's a good idea. Why not? Know, Why don't you think I it's mean, a good idea? It's, It's a very... Like, it's all for the show.
0: Yes, but that's what Points. Formula 1's trying to do. Yeah. That's
1: the Points whole point. Points on a Saturday is just a bad idea. I wouldn't say so. Like, I, 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 quite, I don't mind the idea of, like, one-shot quality one at a time. If it was just to set the grid and then make it able to be a good race as well.
0: But I think the thing is that in then, if you do find the track ramps up, so cars lower down the order have got an advantage making Sunday have slightly less of an effect than a normal race weekend just then means people aren't going, oh, well, it completely ruins the sport if Mick Schumacher can win a Grand Prix just because he did well on Saturday because he's done useless the rest of the year. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know. Let us know what you think. I'm not I'm not one over. Completely. I
0: feel I have fixed the Monaco Grand Prix there.
1: Or we'll contact Russ Broad and let him know.
0: I will. I've already sent him an email <laughs> this week.
1: He'll be on the show next week.
0: He will. He will. He'll be here to discuss ideas with me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make Formula One better. <laughs> I think genuinely, Jamie, I've fixed the Monaco Grand Prix. Not only would it be exciting for OG fans, it would get new fans involved. And imagine how many people would just tune in to watch Saturday that normally therefore wouldn't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've made I, Formula I'm One not, better. I'm not convinced.
0: I have fixed Formula One. Monaco, (laughs) you can thank me. I will shake hands with Prince What's-His-Face.
1: What is his name, actually? Albert, sonning. Prince Albert, yeah, Yeah. that's the one. Prince Albert or Prince Philip? I look forward to the title of this podcast being How Mm. to Fix Monaco. Matt fixes the Monaco Um, Grand Prix. Yep.
0: (laughs) Shall we move on? We shall move on. Let's move on, then, to... Nick DeVries apparently is worthy of an F1 drive again apparently
1: yeah well, you say again like he ever had it before well people um,
0: every other year say he's worthy yeah, of pretty... it I think he... He...
1: the thing is with Nick DeFries, he's, he's a safe pair of hands and you know he's going to be decent but he's not going to set the world alight.
0: no and he's also what 42 and he's now? also
1: 27
0: is he uh, 27 he's so. at 27, 28 isn't he he's not young
1: yeah. I... so yeah there's... he's been Mercedes reserve for as long as we can remember Actually that's not true. He's been in reserve for about five years. Yeah. Um yeah. He would he would do a solid job. He wouldn't pull up any trees and he wouldn't win a world championship. But no if I... someone wants to take a risk on a very low cost driver, I don't see why not.
0: I mean, he would be the cheapest date probably around at the moment, wouldn't he? Yeah. And let's be fair, what Williams have actually said there when you read between the lines, because it was Williams Dave Robson who was giving him the praise. What they've actually said is he's less bad than Latifi. Yeah. <laughs> he's really bad. Because he,
1: he was matching Latifi's times in the practice he did in Spain. Yeah. I um, think. But I think we knew that already because they would have raced against each other, didn't they? Yeah. In 2019.
0: Yeah. Well, that's when Le- uh, De Vries won the Vries title Latifi the came title runner-up.
1: And Latifi came runner-up. So clearly we know he's better than De- Latifi already.
0: In one year.
1: Well, and and a couple of years before that as well. <laughs> did
0: he beat in the two years before that?
1: 2018, De Vries was fourth behind the top three. But Vri- great yeah. Great.
0: The, yeah. And then seventeen. I watched De freeze race think, that year.
1: I don't think the was in F two in twenty seventeen.
0: he was, wasn't he? I thought the was had been that's kicking really around. I thought he'd been kicking around for years. Yeah, maybe he had. Because even Album was in F two in twenty seventeen, but only for a few races, wasn't he? Uh Nicholas Latifi,
1: hmm. fifth. Oh, so he actually he beat Wait, where He is, bit, it, he did beat De Vries? me because freeze oh, yeah, was beat, seventh. De Vries. Fair play. In the rookie seasons they Latifi was better and then every season since. Wasn't Nick kicking around in
0: F2 longer than that?
1: Surely not. I thought he'd been in
0: F2 for years, just like on and off before that. wow. I thought he was was in like gp
1: two in twenty fourteen.
0: Yeah, I thought he had been kicking around forever.
1: how would he make it to F1 if he did
0: he didn't? (laughs) Oh what, Latifi or Defreeze?
1: Latifi. Oh I thought you meant Defreeze. Well, he did parts of six seasons, say, only four he, full seasons. He did
0: seasons. a few races, didn't he, elsewhere?
1: That's mad. Yeah, But yeah, De Vries is decent, apparently. Yeah. We knew that We he's basically knew He's slightly
0: less bad than Nicholas Atifi.
1: Yeah, so he might be the, the 19th best driver on the grid.
0: Well, Oscar Piastri.
1: Well, yeah, he's definitely better than Atifi. We
0: need... Uh, and De Vries.
1: Yeah, probably. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. He
0: is. He just is, Jamie. Come on.
1: The experience would play into it, I think, a bit... But, yeah,
0: I don't think, yeah, I don't think Alpine are suddenly going to be selling off um, Piastri to Williams. I no. think, you know, Nick De Vries might just be, you know, if they are now fully stable down at Williams, you know, you'll take all the Canadian money and then bin him off for someone slightly less bad and then just yeah. hope Mercedes give you a lot of parts for the rest of the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm still under the impression that we might see Williams go down Red Bull powertrains and become another Red Bull... That'll be interesting another Red Bull organisation.
1: Well, they've been powered by Honda in the past, but that was obviously many years ago.
0: And Renault.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Williams have got a bit of a tendency to just change engine manufacturers every now and then. Yeah, I could see that. And then, obviously, they've got the connections with Albin. I exactly. Don't know this Red is Bull why I think, I think Red Bull are pushing team. it.
0: I think there's Red Bull pushing it more than Williams. I reckon Red Bull are willing to go, you know what, actually, we'll give you some cheap power units... You know, we'll, we'll give you a few more parts that we can because obviously Alpha AlphaTauri don't use very little at all no, now from yeah. Red Bull, do they? They're kind of their no. own team entirely within reason. I think yeah. we could see Williams kind of lean, you know, maybe get a bit cosy with with Christian Horner. You know, then maybe... you've
1: got what three teams powered by Red, like three Red Bull yep. teams, three and Mercedes, no three other Ferrari. teams. But then no other teams would have any junior team in Red Bull if have actually got two. Um. I guess Ferrari and Alpha, And Haas. Yeah, and Haas. That's
0: Ferrari true. still have a bit more. Just Mercedes
1: don't know how to manage their young
0: drivers. And well, I'll Mercedes, think... let's be fair at the moment, haven't really got any either. young drivers. Fred Vest yeah. is a bit mediocre. I think yeah. even that's probably a compliment for the F2 year. He, yeah. he recovered a bit of Monaco, didn't he, last weekend? But... Still hasn't been brilliant this year. No, yeah. Apart from that. And then that, Nick
1: DeVries is the young driver who's 27.
0: Yeah. And now you've got George Russell in the car. They're kind of going, oh, great, we can't really do a lot now.
1: Yeah, this this is it for the next 15 years.
0: Yeah. So, kind still, I well. <laughs> St- Still, I rise will take a whole new meaning for him
1: yeah. at that age. It would take a while by that age.
0: <laughs> still, I rise on occasion. <laughs> That's
1: outrageous. Right. Right. Back on track.
0: Perez and Sainz. An article has been published this week talking about why smart and capable Carlos Sainz can still be a factor in the 2022 title fight. We've already spoken a little bit more about Perez. Do we think these two could actually battle it out with their teammates this year?
1: I don't see it personally. In terms of long run championship fight, I just don't see it. Because I think the normal races that we've had, which obviously, like, on normal tracks where it's easy to pass and pace is just what defines where you are, Leclerc and Verstappen are so far clearer of everyone else. Like, I remember the start of Miami when Perez and Sainz were third and fourth, and Leclerc and Verstappen drove off. Same in Saudi. Uh, Similar happened in Spain, if I remember correctly. I think, yeah. Until Verstappen just drove into gravel for the laugh. But, Yeah. I, I think one-off races, kind of what we saw last year with Perez and Bottas almost, like, they'll they'll both get wins. I'm fairly... Well, Perez already has one. I think it'll get more. And Sainz certainly, I think, will break his duck for race wins. But I I really struggle to see how either of them wins a the championship with the teammates they have.
0: Yeah, and this is kind of the horrible thing, isn't it, as well? Because I think we both can probably accept that neither of them are going to be capable of going the distance, I think, to be honest, sort of pre-season, it was, the whole discussion really wasn't it, was, you know, if Ferrari have got a quick car, are they going to have issues with Sainz and Leclerc being so even? Leclerc mm. has come out the gate just ready for a fight this year, after yeah. obviously what went wrong last year. And I, I think we can both sort of accept, you know, on reflection, we, we like to sort of big up Sainz last year. And he did have a good year, he did, helped yeah. by the fact, you know, Leclerc probably didn't have a particularly brilliant year. And, of course, every other driver that had moved teams really struggled where Sainz didn't. Well,
1: yeah, I think he was a lot more on top of the car last year than he was last Last year's car well. suited him as well. It was yeah. probably
0: a best case scenario for science and Ferrari. You know, it's not discussed much elsewhere. Ferrari were very accommodating towards him. Whereas, mm, you definitely. know, it was like he was saying, you know, Ferrari were allowing him to use his McLaren clutch and things like that. Or, you know, obviously on like the paddles. Yeah. And obviously Ricardo was going, I never got any of that. I just had to jump yeah. in and adapt. Which he um, didn't do very well. Which clearly. he still isn't doing, and we'll yeah. discuss that further in the episode. Um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because both Paris and Science, and again, there is very much botass energy. They give you those glimmers of hope where one weekend you think, how is this guy not world championship material? But it is just glimmers of hope, unfortunately. Paris has done it more this year.
1: Mm, he's definitely been better this year than last year, for sure. Um, but...
0: It's yeah. also helped by by the fact, you know, this is the first time he's ever been with a Red Bull car that he's helped develop.
1: Yeah, and Max has had a lot of bad luck, which makes the gap look a lot smaller than it should be.
0: Yeah, it's, but Perez hasn't been just all plain sailing. No, but he's only had the one DNF. He's Perez only had the one DNF team. to Verstappen's two. I agree. Should have won Saudi, though.
1: Yeah, that's true. That was Let's bad not forget that. Yeah. So
0: not only did he lose 10 points there, Verstappen also gained 7 because of it. And gained. that pretty much yeah. obviously negates a DNF.
1: Well, he did, he, Perez lost 13 points because he went from 1st to 4th. He did
0: go 4th, wasn't it? Yeah, so really, yeah, Verstappen pretty much gained a DNS worth of points there. I don't think the gap's much more than it should be. Mm.
1: yeah. But then, yeah, people bring it in Spain. I think Verstappen would have won that anyway.
0: Verstappen, um, I think we can both accept. Verstappen probably would have won that anyway. Yeah. Uh, but <clears> I don't <throat> genuinely believe the gap is, what, probably more than 10 points either way more than it should yeah, be Yeah, maybe not. I don't think, I think
1: that-, that once we get to more normal circuits, like week in, week out, the summer period will really define a season like it always does yeah i think you'll just see verstappen and declare being so relentlessly consistent
0: exactly exactly we'll have to wait and see sort of how yeah. that happens you know whether we'll sort of see them you know go to their hamilton verstappen battle levels last year but even then you know verstappen had such a dominant card during the summer stretch <laughs> he did no oh, you hey. can't deny it, through both austrian grand prix weekends not only obviously yeah. is it a very good track for him and a hamilton mercedes bogey track but those few races, Red Bull did have a stronger car. Yes, they did, yeah. For a lot of that period. Um, yeah, I think we'll have to wait and see, though. But not only do we not, I think it's fair to say, either of us believe Perez and Sainz can probably go the distance. You know, at some point soon, decisions will have to be made. And unfortunately, I don't think either of them will be allowed to go the distance.
1: I think Science is less likely to have direct team orders against him. Um, I wouldn't
0: be so sure. Ferrari are known for being a bit.
1: Yeah, I feel like he he he'll be less Fernando's accommodating. Have he less accommodating to the team orders than Perez is?
0: That I'm not happened. sure now. I think after Monaco, I wonder if Perez is thinking, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna go for this.
1: Well, he's a Baku specialist as well. So you never know.
0: Exactly, he's good at Baku. It's another street circuit. We could. Quite possibly. This isn't impossible, Jamie. We could quite easily see Perez leave Baku championship leader. Really? Let's say Verstappen and Leclerc do what Hamilton and Verstappen did last year.
1: Why why takes the win.
0: (laughs) It's Baku, mate. Let's say it's not impossible. I wouldn't bet on it, but it's not impossible that we could be talking next week about Sergio Perez as a championship leader.
1: Uh, I'll I'll take £5 if that (laughs) happens.
0: I, like I said, I wouldn't bet on it. Right. Well, okay, we're not. But I'm not, it, saying, I'm not <laughs> saying it's impossible.
1: Yeah, we'll get onto our vacuum predictions later. But yes, Paris yeah. is good, but I don't think he's. Yeah, he's still behind Leclerc as well, isn't he? Um, yeah,
0: but not by much.
1: Not by a lot. But yeah, there we go.
0: Let's talk then, Jamie. The other really sort of big news that keeps doing the rounds over the last couple of weeks. Let's talk drivers that still aren't delivering. We actually did this pre pre year, didn't we? Uh, we yeah. did three drivers that we felt really need to deliver in 2022. They were Yuki Sonoda, who, let's be fair, this year still has a job. done a done a good job. He's been a Gasly, He's been helped by the fact Gasly has really had a rough start to the year. But and I think been
1: horrendously unlucky,
0: and that as well, <laughs> yeah. But I think you know, Sonoda was very open with the fact last year, and I think we kind of said this before last season as well. He probably got pushed into Formula One a year too early. Yeah, wasn't. Now kind of understands the weight of what he's got to do. You know, when it comes to fitness and things like that, he's come out this year looking strong.
1: Yeah, yeah, he has, and he's definitely doing well enough to not not be sort of questioned at the moment. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's two other drivers, though, we spoke about last year, Jamie. Can you remember them both? I think it was. One was definitely Ricardo. I think one was yep, Seb. Yeah, it was. Spot on. Yeah. Now, Seb as well, we can probably just sort of squash any. Before we get a lot of angry people in the comments going, <laughs> you can't not say Seb. He's wonderful and he protects the bees and goes on TV and all that. Um, <laughs> Seb is doing a perfectly good enough job at the moment, isn't he? A bit like Sonoda. You know, he's not set in the world a lot as much as some people would like to think. But he is doing a good enough job to completely warrant a seat for next year.
1: Yeah, if he wants it. If he but wants it, that's another thing.
0: Ricardo, though, on the other hand, it's not looking good, there's is been it?
1: Many rumors. I think that obviously F one Sunday season always kicks off around this sort of time. That's all there really is up for debate. Um, but there's one other more. Than, well, yeah, Ricardo is the main one, I think. Ricardo will be the
0: one that sets off the shuffle. Yeah,
1: yeah because if. Like, Zach Brown has been less kind to Ricardo, I think, recently. Um, obviously, we see for the past 18 months, it's all been like, oh, he's adjusting to the car, we'll give him time, he's a very good driver. Yeah. More recently, it's been, yeah, we're paying him an awful lot of money, he's not yeah. really delivering.
0: We pay you a lot of money to yeah. get time out of this car.
1: Yeah, which he isn't really doing, and especially when there's a lot of drivers who would happily take that seat for a lot less money and do an adequate job of equally as good as Ricardo quite easily. It's question marks um, over whether he stays. But, yeah, it's a really weird one because not even that long ago, his stock was so high. I remember in Alpine, in Renault, sorry, back then, he was delivering very well. Like, I don't think it was quite the levels he achieved at Red Bull, but still... It's always
0: difficult to tell, isn't it? Because... He did do really well at Renault, especially during twenty twenty. Yeah, helped of course by the fact that Ocon didn't really have a good year.
1: No, he was coming off the year out, wasn't he? So, and even then, Ocon had a
0: better best result than Ricardo. Yeah, but that was so lucky. <laughs> all
1: that—that that was horrendously lucky. <laughs> the P two in Sakhir, which yes, was yeah, completely undeserving. But yeah, Ricardo Oh, wouldn't it over the say that. Well, he did a one stop. Signs Norris, like everyone, deserved that over him. And obviously, it only happened because both of he's got screwed as well.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> right, okay. I think, you know, he, he did everything he needed to and got a result that I felt was fair, but apparently not. It's just because yeah. you don't like Ocon. Yeah, that's true. And even I'm like not a fan of Ocon anymore. I used to really like him, but slowly but surely, you know, as, as he, he goes into <laughs> As and... he tried
1: screwing Hamilton about four times in a weekend.
0: I When was this? In Monaco. Oh, in Monaco. Yeah. I had completely yeah. forgot about that. I was thinking, when did he do that last year? No, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, no, we, we hate Ocon. This is an anti Ocon <laughs> podcast. now. no, I'm joking. i mean, he's a good driver still, isn't he? And he's, you kind of forget he did have that year out in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Because and like,
1: he's doing well this year. He, I don't think the points gap should be as big as it is to Alonso, no. but he's doing well. So we respect him. But yeah, Ricardo, anyway, back to point, should be doing better at McLaren. And there's a lot of rumours about people who could be replacing him
0: well it kind of ties into what was going to be one of our last points before we get into back your predictions doesn't it this is kind of where we thought the shuffle might happen of course after the monaco grand prix as the drivers were leaving the podium perez kind of accidentally confirmed he was going to he was re-signing a red bull because Mm. it was quite clearly visible he went to christian horner i re-signed too soon
1: yeah, could have got a cheeky little bonus after signing on the back of a win.
0: Yes, but. yeah. Now, let's be fair, I don't think any of us, unless Perez suddenly turned around and was useless for the rest of the year, none of us were really going to question he was going to re-sign with Red Bull. Yeah. But it does mean there's one man down at Alpha AlphaTauri who spends a lot of time liking things on Instagram. I can't imagine he liked that post.
1: Oh, he did. Did uh, he? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everything is liked by Pierre Gasly, come on. Oh...
0: <laughs> yeah, I love you, man, but...
1: So he's, yeah, looking for some sort of way out because he's just stuck in Alpha for rotting at the minute, really. But
0: he's signed for the end of next year, isn't he?
1: I don't think he is. I think it's just the end of this season. He's I thought he was signed for the, the end of next year. Uh, let's find out.
0: I'm trying to find out now, quickly. He's on five million a year. That's um, like... With no, Gasly nothing. we still have a con oh sorry until 2023.
1: Yeah. So this is technically as last year. I mean if he can't find anything better, I think Alftari would probably keep him.
0: I think it but... is the end of 2023 looking at it. According to oh, Helmut really? Marco, we'll likely lose Gasly after 2023. Wow. And that article was posted last uh, 2 months ago.
1: Oh fair enough. But even so, he's on such a low contract. McLaren so it could buy be that hard to buy out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think Gasly to McLaren, I I think that's a reasonable bet. Like, we did our, what, 2026 predictions a while ago? Yes. I think we, we both had him in Mercedes eventually, which I still think will happen. But I, he just needs to stick around long enough for Hamilton to leave. Yeah. And maybe going in the McLaren-Mercedes is a good stepping stone to that.
0: Possibly, possibly. This is the kind of... I'm going down a different mindset of, I think if he goes to McLaren... That might be him closing the door to go into Mercedes.
1: Well, I mean, it would be harder to get him out of McLaren than it will be to get him out of Talpahtari. Yeah, yeah. But even so, I think once Hamilton goes, I don't. There's no obvious candidate if they want a subservient number two to Russell by then.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, would Gasly be a subservient number two?
1: I think he's maybe not like, as a Gasly choice. Fan. Yeah, I don't think he's got the pace to run with Russell all season. No. But he'd be like a Bottas character where he's quick enough, but not quick enough to get in the way.
0: I reckon he... I, mm, I don't know, actually. Now you've said that. You think Lashley, you he on a really good campaign. He did,
1: yeah. But his race pace was always worse than his quality pace. He and definitely had a very
0: good qualifying car, but I think... I don't
1: think he's quite as good as Russell, is the other thing, which no, I, think I d- suit Mercedes very well. I
0: don't think he's as good as Russell, but I don't think he's that far away. Actually, I don't know. I think, you know, you give Russell a bit more time, because I think the yeah. other thing we always forget is Gasly is old.
1: He's not old, he's 26. That's old. I mean, Hamilton got into F1 at 23. Yeah, but that so... was
0: 15 years ago.
1: 26 is not particularly old for an F1 driver. It's not old for
0: an F1 driver, but it's not young anymore.
1: No, no. But yeah, I think if Ricardo goes, I think Gasly would be the obvious replacement. Yes. Unless they want to take a gamble on Piastri, which I'm sure you'd love to see.
0: I would pay good money for that. And I think, you know, McLaren... Whether... Right, here's an idea then for you, Jamie. Let's say Ricardo has an awful rest of the year. And decide, you know what, I'm going to go race in NASCAR. Or something like that. Right. Yeah. They give Piastri a one-year deal, but they put a deal in principle with Pierre for 2024 when his AlphaTauri contract runs out, that if yeah. Piastri doesn't deliver, then he's basically got a free seat in that team.
1: They wouldn't drop Piastri if you had the chance, would you? If, he, if you if get he him in
0: didn't, your seat. No, if you, no, you put him in for a year. If, say, he doesn't deliver... You know he has a nightmare year. Like I'm trying. I to really think, don't
1: think. Which F2, F2 champion
0: did well? Mick Schumacher really at the moment. Sorry, As were it...
1: you saying which F2 champion came in and absolutely had a shocker?
0: Yeah. and Palmer. Well, Giovanazzi, I was thinking, but <laughs> he wasn't actually no. Stoffel you No, know, so... <laughs> Gio Stop won him. it. No, Gio didn't. Win
1: Gio it. definitely won it. He was run up to Gasly 2016.
0: Didn't he? I swear he won it one year. But now saying nah. that, I can't work out which year it would have been.
1: Palmer was 15. Gasly sixteen. It
0: was seventeen. Le
1: Leclerc. No, it was Leclerc. Van Dorn was twenty fourteen. Was he?
0: How old no. was Van Dorn? It must have been. Yeah. Um, That's
1: mad. Wow. Yeah, Leclerc seventeen. Russell eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. It she, must have been. Uh, Gio was, was already in F one by then, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Okay. Okay. I anyway. I
1: don't. I think if you got Piastri in your seat, no one is would be putting a deal. But immediately for ways to get him out of your seat
0: let's say then let's just let's add to that then Jamie let's say Piastri runs a good 2023 campaign Alonso decides that's it, I'm calling it a day now I'm not going to win that third ball title and Alpine are willing to pay McLaren big money to get him back
1: yeah I can see that, definitely
0: the pieces yeah, all, it's all start to fit isn't the it? puzzle
1: <laughs> don't they or I, I still think, I said this in the 2026 video, go and check it out. But once Red Bull get bored of Perez or he gets too old to be good, I see Lando Norris in that. Sense I scene, said
0: absolutely. this. Don't I said that as well? I've said this for so long. I <laughs> I still firmly believe Lando Norris would be the key to Red Bull having two top drivers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and whether they want to manage that, I don't know. But he would do a stellar job.
0: Because the only other thing I can think of is maybe Lando goes to Merck?
1: I don't think they'd want a Hamilton-Rosberg situation with Lando and George. But to I'm
0: honest. not convinced they would get a Hamilton-Rosberg situation.
1: Oh, if it's just them two fighting for a title, they absolutely would. Whoever if it's just those, those two, two fighting
0: for a title, potentially. They, the thing is, what worries me is I just don't see a world in where McLaren are championship threats still, unfortunately. Mm-hmm and I just think you know Lando Norris deserves that shot Lando will have to
1: go somewhere yeah
0: but I can't see him ever going to Ferrari
1: yeah unless something major goes wrong with their current lineup I don't see that
0: because Leclerc is probably just going to be a Ferrari lifer
1: well you see what Ferrari does to people I'm not sure
0: (laughs) I really do believe Leclerc is going to be Ferrari's only shot for a Schumacher recreation in modern day,
1: potentially, and yeah, you
0: know, you don't want to sort of live too much in the hypotheticals and things like that. But one his debut race for Ferrari, uh, sorry, one his debut Italian Grand Prix for Ferrari, Schumacher did that. So did Fernando Alonso. <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will admit that as well. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Alonso was sick of Ferrari after four years and two failed championships.
0: Yes, but I <laughs> just. I don't know what it is, but I just feel that Leclerc just has that X factor that Ferrari... What, Alonso doesn't? No, but in a different way. Prime the thing is, the, the oh, thing is with Alonso was he was never going to be a Ferrari lifer because no. of Alonso. Yeah, Leclerc he has
1: this tendency to make teams really annoyed with him.
0: Exactly. Alonso was always a driver that was going to win titles based on skill, but he was never going to be able to stay somewhere for too long because he was Alonso, Leclerc has been completely set up from junior formula to win titles with Ferrari. And we've never really seen that anywhere else. Because even Schumacher wasn't.
1: Not with Ferrari. Not with Ferrari,
0: no. But that's what I mean. I'm talking about Ferrari specifically, because Hamilton was at Mercedes, really, when you look back at it. it And Russell, yeah. I mean this yeah. is what always I find funny when people go you know it's, Hamilton made such a gamble going to Mercedes in 2013 it was highly likely he was always going to end up there he was never a McLaren junior he was always a Mercedes junior they always wanted Hamilton Rosberg he was signed to Mercedes
1: but Ron Dennis was the one who like was credited with discovering him
0: yeah but he was Mercedes backed throughout his entire junior career Mercedes only had the influence to get him at McLaren was because they were powering McLaren Hamilton yeah, was always McLaren, a Mercedes driver. He's been with Mercedes since he was thirteen. Wow,
1: didn't know that. Yeah, but he still took a gamble going in twenty thirteen. He couldn't have known.
0: But he, but the thing was, Mercedes knew what they were doing. Ready for twenty fourteen, they knew. I don't know if they, know if they think, knew they were going to be that good. I think they had a very good suspicion that they yeah, ha- were on for something in twenty fourteen and he just had to sort of get that year in and get settled in with the team we have gone very off track here
1: yeah we're absolutely waffling Should we actually talk about what we're meant to be talking about
0: let's talk about the other man who is not looking great at the moment still that is Mick Schumacher now Mm. do we think he will be with Haas in 2023 and why is the answer yes just because Ferrari don't have any other juniors in F2 at the moment the thing is, if Hass
1: keep on being good and respectable, like, obviously, if it was just a seat filler, an absolute waste, then, yeah, no one would want to go there. But right now, there's probably other drivers eyeing up that seat.
0: Do we reckon Felipe Drogovic with some of that Brazilian money?
1: Well, yeah. that's the He thing. has He's had been...
0: a fantastic F2 year so far.
1: Yeah, and it's taken him three years to get his feet under the table, but he seems to be doing it right now. So, but again we
0: have different opinions on this don't we yeah i firmly believe even in his first year he was really good if he hadn't where did he go last year again i can never remember
1: virtuosi with virtuosi
0: joke. yeah he should have stayed at mp and he would have been a title threat last year well he probably wouldn't have been a title threat because no, but he would have been right there still and his stock would have been high
1: yeah he didn't he didn't do very well at virtuosi at all but he just didn't gel with the team MP. but
0: mp him and mp are a brilliant lineup
1: yeah which is really weird but he's doing an absolutely solid job at the minute i I still think other better drivers have haven't had the luck they should have had so far in F two. Like I think that like the Porsche Sharon Lawson will be right there and Hauger as well. Hauger of is, yeah,
0: hopefully next Drugovic, year it's gonna
1: be. Drogovic has really been like doing taking up all the points he can early season while those guys are struggling a bit.
0: But let's but say yeah. he keeps still doing that.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, he could. And it's kind of what makes Schumacher did. And DeVries especially back in twenty nineteen. Where like you're always saying, Oh, someone will come up and challenge him and then no one ever did. So I yeah. mean I that... did with Mick, but Yeah, I like with Mick, but DeVries just sort of romped away and no one could ever catch him. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, Drogovic, you never know, someone like him, uh, if Salva pulled the trigger with Porcher getting him into the seat, I could see Joe going to the Haas.
0: That's another good shame. I'm sure, you know, they've they've already slept with the Russians, I'm sure they'll sleep with the Chinese <laughs> down at Hass. <laughs> If and it like, to it.
1: it's, it's very much in F1's interest as a whole to keep Joe in F1 just for the Chinese Grand Prix in yes, 2023, yeah. really. Um, which is obviously nice for me.
0: I mean, this just boils down, doesn't it, Jamie? At the end of the day, I'm going to say it. I know we always say it. Alpine need a bloody junior team. <laughs> How many times can we say this?
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: Why won't yeah. Alpine get a junior team?
1: I don't even know. Who's Alpine Jr. in F2 at the minute? Obviously, they've got Piastri. Um, Lungard's there not there one. anymore, is Kyle he? Colley Kyle Collet but he's he's in F3. He's still, F3
0: still, isn't he? Yeah. He's F3 still.
1: Yeah. Alpine Jr. There's someone good, but I can't remember who it is now. I mean, Kaio uh,
0: Collet was pretty good. Victor Martins friggin-
1: is doing good. Victor Martins, yeah, he's having a good and year Jack so Dewin, far. And Jack Doohan, he's the one. Yes. He's the one.
0: Yeah, Jack Doohan is another good driver. Good driver. Yeah
1: but yeah it's yeah right Audi needs
0: you two junior teams
1: (laughs) yeah but yeah we need more seats andretti audi porsche get in please (laughs) desperately
0: desperately we need 26 cars on the formula one grid nowadays right do we get in well we haven't really discussed schumacher still have we
1: well, I think he probably will be, but that's because F1 teams are boring.
0: Yeah, yeah. And whether there's an element of, you know, Ferrari sort of want to keep him around as well a bit, you never know. Um, but I think, yeah, Mick Mick is at least probably going to get one more year. And like, you know, I've sort of said this earlier on in the year, let's not forget Mick and the story of the second year, which is an awful strategy to have in Formula One.
1: Yeah, but he, to not be good. To not be good, <laughs> take says. a year
0: to get used to a car. But next year... I reckon, you know, if he, if he hangs around and he gets better towards the end of the year, he could be one to watch next season.
1: But I think what we're forgetting, Magnussen was always solid, but he was never, like, top. Like, at least, with, at least with Latifi versus Russell last year, we can say, oh, Russell is a top driver, though, so that's fair enough. You can kind of see that with, um, like, say that with Joe and Bottas to an extent. I think Joe needs to pick up his quality pace a bit. Yeah. But Bottas matched Hamilton in quality pace, so it's hard to...
0: Not quite oh, matched,
1: well he was close. most of the time he was less than three tenths off that's not um, matching Jamie no it's not but there <sighs> we go uh, but yeah with, with Magnuson, he was never top he was always decent he like went toe with Grosjean which says a lot it <laughs> um,
0: he says so... he's mad <laughs> going yeah. with Grosjean
1: <laughs> but yeah he needs to be picking it up because in my opinion still Magnuson isn't like Magnuson isn't an
0: impossible benchmark no or not yeah. that we're led to believe anyway no, but yeah. Do we get into Baku predictions, Jamie? We've had quite a Let's nice, chill, waffly episode this week, haven't we? It's to- been,
1: I imagine, to listen to, it, it's been horrendous. <laughs> <go>. <laughs> it balances out from Monica last
0: time, doesn't
1: it? Yeah. yeah. Baku, Baku predictions. predictions. I'm absolutely smashing you. Let's just remind everyone of that.
0: And this is my final guess as well to go first, isn't it?
1: To go first. So it's currently twenty nine to me and nineteen to you. Oh. Right. So, and just to remind, two points for a bang on prediction and yeah. one point for correct, but in the wrong position on the podium.
0: Right. I am going to say Verstappen pole. I'm going to say Verstappen Leclerc Perez.
1: Okay. That's. I don't want to be boring, but I'm going to have to be. <laughs> Because I'm going to say, Verstappen pole. Yeah. In fact, I'll go a bit. Yeah, why not?
0: You got uh, ten points for, to play with, mate.
1: Verstappen win, because so yeah, you're should, still getting the same should, have, as me. Yeah, should have won last year if the Peroni knew how to make tyres properly. Uh, you're
0: going to say Perez I'll go
1: P2 or Perez
0: P2? Okay, Rebel one two. O P.
1: Imagine me saying Rebel are going to get a one two. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that? It's
0: not like you're sponsored <laughs> by Bybit or anything.
1: No. Uh, do I throw a Rogue One? It's obviously going to be Leclerc, but I'm going to say Russell. Why not? Okay.
0: Big up Ferrari nightmare.
1: Yeah, Ferrari disaster class following from Monaco.
0: I mean, it does make me chuckle the fact that, you know, Monaco, uh, sorry, Baku even is meant to be quite an unpredictable race, and we've both just gone with probably the most predictable response, but yeah. That's... Hey, Russell, podium's Russell podium there. is out there. there. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. I meant more sort of for the pole and the win. You're just oh, yeah. not giving me a chance to close up points at all. Well, I
1: think that Red Bull should have the fastest car they based on the do. massive straight.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. That was my thinking entirely. Yeah. Anything else to add, though, Jamie, before we round out? Let us know your top three down in the comments below. Sorry. Yep. predict quickly. yourself. Predict Let yourself. Us know how stupid you think we are. Yeah. Tell us where we can go fund an Alpine junior team. <laughs> have yeah, I forgot I anything? Has anything been put think... on Twitter in the last hour? Oh, yeah,
1: that's a good shout. Let's have a quick look. I don't believe so.
0: We're safe this week, are we? Although
1: I did see a stat that Mercedes haven't had a DNF yet this season, which is interesting. Yeah. Because every other team has. Yeah. And every other team's had two. Yeah. At least.
0: Mercedes OP still.
1: Yeah. They know how to run a team, just not how to build a car anymore.
0: Exactly. Oh, how the tables have turned.
1: Right. Yeah, I think that about wraps us up.
0: That, I think, yeah, is going to do us then for this week. Thank you all to everyone that has somehow listened all the way through. As always, you know, we we do just do this podcast for a bit of fun, but, you know, the support is always really, really nice to see as well. You know, for us, it's really just, yeah, a chance to waffle (laughs) about Formula One for an hour each week, which is always quite nice. Um, But, yeah, we'll be back then next week, ready to review the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Could be a spicy one. We'll have to wait and see. We'll be back very, very soon with more Knowing Wheel. I almost forgot the name of our own podcast, then. That was terrible.